And thanks for joining us here on a new episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture have set the organization's primary areas of policy focus in 2024. NASDA CEO Ted McKitty says a new farm bill is at the top of their list. The primary piece of legislation that supports farmers and ranchers, supports those who need nutrition, but also brings along a lot of the structure for how industry is regulated. So, of course, we're going to be very involved because we are co-regulators in our states. Most people think that EPA, FDA, USDA are the regulators, and they are. But most people don't know that a lot, I dare say most of the regulations that are instituted by Congress and then shaped by those agencies, it's all handed off to state departments of ag. So we take a great deal of interest in shaping those properly because we say with pride, we're the closest to that farmer, that rancher, that processor. So you bet we're going to be involved in any number of areas. McKinney is still holding out hope that a farm bill gets done this year. I'll start by saying I tend to be a bit more on the optimistic side. Life's pretty miserable if you're always negative. I think there is still a chance, but as every day goes by without getting the appropriations part done. Notwithstanding, I think a strong desire to get to Farm Bill, you just lose floor time in Congress. Our view is that we really need to get this done by March and April. We know that the leadership of both the House and Senate Ag Committee want to do that, but it's floor time that's becoming the pinch point now. One overlooked area of the Farm Bill that NASDA is pushing for is improving agricultural research. We're putting a real push on the need for funding for research. It's important. People say that. But gosh, the last two farm bills, it's been six out of five in priorities, 11th out of 10. And man, are we falling behind on the international stage in terms of our support for ag research. We can't always leave that to the corporations. Another aspect that needs improvement is agricultural trade. We're lifting up international trade, and for sure, the current administration's paying some attention to that, but the complete walk away from what I've always known as a free trade agreement and the focus on market access, which is largely bringing tariffs down, has just been vacated. There's no attention at all being paid to that. We're lifting up trade policy. Again, that's NASDA CEO Ted McKinney. Well, if you were lucky enough to try any of last season's Pacific Northwest cherries, you know that the quality was outstanding. But Northwest Cherry Growers President B.J. Thurlby says it was the most frustrating year in his nearly 30 years of the industry thanks to a lack of communications with California growers. You know, when we started to pick around the 15th of June, California had, you know, three or four million boxes on the floor still and was still picking. Got behind because their fruit was... It was okay, but they were shipping old fruit, you know, and they got behind and once it got to the market, it was sitting on the shelves between $10.99 a pound to $5.99 a pound and it just didn't move. And that, Thurlby says, put some buyers off. You know, there's some portions of the United States right now that really believe they're in a recession. Whether they are or not is another story, but the reality is, is some people think that and people have been kind of in a frugal mode. You know, cherries are an impulse item, and part of the thing that pulls them through the system is they're seasonal, exciting, something different. But if you, you're a consumer and you can get grapes for a buck ninety nine, you know, cherries have to be at least semi-close to that. 
Thrillby says the prices didn't add up. Our particular target price for ads would probably be in that 359 to 399 range because at that price, a consumer continues to get a good deal and the growers can actually make a little bit of money on the back end. You know, at the same time, there needs to be some hot ads out there during the season too, whether they're, you know, 299 or whatever. We need to see that. And we didn't really see that pricing last year until the third week of July. And Thrillby wonders, had growers known... You know, and this is way before California ever came out and said, holy smokes, we've missed our window for Dormex. We've missed our opportunity to hit the Memorial Day weekend, and we got problems here. Of course, we didn't hear about that until the forest was burning down and on fire around us as we started to pick. Usually our first cherries have a bit of a premium on them, and this year there was not at all. So, you know, all the growers kind of got, you know, shortchanged in terms of what the value of the fruit was because it was great fruit. Thurlby says talks between California and Northwest cherry growers are ongoing to avoid similar issues down the road. Well, the fate of a new farm bill rests not just with ag lawmakers, but House and Senate appropriators and leaders feuding about spending and border issues, eating up precious floor time in an election year. Passing a long overdue farm bill is tough enough given partisan differences over funding farm versus feeding programs made worse by election year politics. But add in other fights over languishing spending bills, border security, foreign military aid and a major tax bill and farm bill odds look dimmer this year. West Virginia GOP Senator and Appropriator Shelley Moore Capito. The uh, farm bill, here's another major piece of legislation that's coming before us that impacts food supply, nutrition, our ag community, many, 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 many jobs uh, all across this country. And yet we're in another extension. The extension came after the 2018 farm bill expired four months ago and writing a new one's been held up by appropriations gridlock, likely to continue at least into March and two new shutdown deadlines. In the last 13 months, we've only spent eight hours on appropriations. This is a major responsibility for the Senate and the House and the President to get this right every year. We are now six months behind. With only short-term stopgap bills keeping the government funded. Now, House Ag Chair Glenn G.T. Thompson has said he wants to start farm bill action in March, but has made getting available floor time a condition. But that will hinge on ending a spending standoff between the House GOP and Senate Democrats as one side tries to wait out the other. Six months ago, we will have passed out of committee every single bill. And yet, except for the three we passed in, I believe, late October, early November, no action. Crickets by the leadership here. And once again, that is comments with West Virginia Republican Senator Shelley Moore Capito. Well, Britain has halted negotiations on a potential free trade deal with Canada because of dissatisfaction by both sides over a lack of access to each other's agricultural markets. Reuters says the talks first launched in March 2022. Canadian negotiators say they're disappointed that the UK put a pause on the negotiations, noting that Britain's decision to keep barriers up for Canada's agricultural market access is what's stalling the negotiations. Canada's farmers are complaining that they've been all but shut out of Britain's beef market because of regulations banning the use of artificial hormones. A UK spokesperson posted on X Twitter that they reserve the right to call a pause on negotiations with any country if we don't think progress is getting made. Now, before Britain made its exit from the European Union trading sphere at the end of 2020, Canada rolled over existing trade agreements to ensure that free trade could continue. 
And with that, we are up against the clock and almost out of time here on this episode of American Ag Today. If you have story ideas for the program, you can send them to me via email, Jesse Allen, J-E-S-S-E-A-L-L-E-N, at AmericanAgNetwork.com. With that, we're out of time on American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you and yours a great rest of your day.